A scattered dream that's like a far-off memory. A far-off memory that's like a scattered dream. I want to line the pieces up. Because apparently this game starts in a computer and half the characters aren't supposed to exist. Welcome back to Got It Memorized, Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, trying to make sense of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. Might even figure out what's going on, maybe. My name's Joe. I'm joined, as always, by Wheels. What's going on, Wheels? Not much. I actually have an idea for a new segment on the show. I'll I'll pitch it to you, and we'll see what you think about it. I'm thinking about doing a segment where, right at the top, we just go over all of the things from the worlds we're about to cover that have uh, plot relevance to the overarching plot of Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, so I thought I, 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 you know, it's my, um, idea for the segment. So I'll, I'll start it this first time. You don't have to worry about it. Um, so, uh, here is everything that's relevant to the overarching plot in these, uh, two worlds we're about to go to starting now. All right. That was a pretty good segment wheels. Uh, yeah, I think we should start doing it more often. Let's dive right into our first world. Um, God, nothing happens. Not a dang thing. They mention someone in a black cloak. They like allude. <sighs> they allude to the we'll fact. We'll fucking get to it. Yeah, that's whatever. Let's go back to everyone's favorite world, Agrabah. Uh huh. It opens up with a scene of our our merchant man friend uh, opening up that coffin from last time. Uh, and evil genie Jafar rises up in a puff of smoke, evil laughter. We see Iago coming down the stairs and is like, oh shit, I shouldn't be here. But it's too late. Jafar has made eye contact. Um, and that seems really bad. Anyways, let's go to where Sora is now. Um, yeah, we cut away from that. We The next thing we see is the merchant shop, although... Now it's unrecognizable because everything's gold-plated. There are, like, gold trophies and goblets and chalices. Mostly just things you could put liquid in, Mm -hmm. but made of gold this time. Of course. And Sora beams down in like a Star Trek character. Uh Uh-huh. And (laughs) Domald almost (laughs) breaks something immediately and gets yelled at. If he breaks it, he buys it. He, yeah, Sora asks if the shopkeeper has seen anyone in a black cloak, because I guess he's just jumping right to it, and the shopkeeper says no, and they're like, okay, I guess we're done, Um, but then Aladdin runs in and says, Sora, don't let him get away, Uh, but they turn, and apparently he's goddamn Nightcrawler or some shit, (laughs) because he's just gone, like, he's just a man, right, like, he's just a, he's just a man, as far as I know. How is he able to do this, though? He <laughs> left did he so go? fast. There's one, as far as we know, there is one entrance and exit to this shop, and it's, like, right where Aladdin was standing. How did this happen? Anyway, the peddler is gone. He is gone. Um, and Aladdin explains 
that uh, he let Jafar out of the lamp. What a surprise to us, the he viewer. Being the, he being the shopkeeper, yes. not Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin's not like, guess what? I just let Jafar out of the lamp. That's my thing now. <laughs> I had a complete heel turn in the third <laughs> act. Anyways, yeah. So that happened. Jafar is out, and he wants to take over Agrabah. Did you write notes about this flashback we see here? Because it's something else. I wrote about it because... I was like, why did this happen now and not the first time the lamp was at risk? Why are now, like, now we really need to remember that Jafar's a bad guy now that he's out, not when we were doing all this shit to get the lamp under wraps. That sounds like a fair criticism, although I have no recollection of what we did in Agrabah the first time we were here in this game, so I can't um, I don't even, remember. even attempt to banter with you about this. There was but... a lamp. Pete, Pete was there. I remember that much. Yeah, Pete was there and summoned some fucking Capri Sun commercials. <laughs> I remember that. But that's about it. Um, I have no idea what that could possibly mean. You remember those Capri Sun commercials with the little uh, silver nightmare creatures that were like made of liquid and like zoomed around? Um, now that you mention it, the kind boss, of. The bosses you fight are the fire and water liquid guys. Hmm. Okay, so if you don't know. Okay, hold on. <laughs> There's nothing else going on. Let's do this. No. Yeah. Yeah, this shit's some Terminator 2. All right, I haven't, I haven't pre-watched. The, it's just the first thing that comes up when you search Capri Sun commercial. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch it together. Okay. We're going to get um, that live react, uh, that, that teens react content okay, that everybody we, loves so should we, much. Should we time pressing? Neither of us yeah. are teens. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, but we should time pressing uh play at the same time. Okay. So are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. So there's some teens with rollerblades who can turn into Terminator to uh, <laughs> Yeah, liquid um uh titanium shit. Oh Jesus Christ, they're melting! Yeah, liquid yeah. So they do turn into Capri Sun <laughs> and go into a billboard. Um, it's bugging the shit out of me that I can't remember. And now that they are falling through a drain and presumably dying. Yeah, um, <laughs> it did liquefy. Apparently, Capri uh, Sun turned you into just a gel monster. It's bothering the shit out of me that I can't remember the name of the actor who played the liquidy Terminator in Terminator 2. Um, because he's also the same guy who... Uh, plays Agent Doggett on the X-Files when they needed someone to replace Mulder for a while. Hmm. Um, he's a guy. Um, anyway. Anyways, Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, just, I just needed you to know why I made the comparison. I wanted to know. <laughs> uh-huh. Where were we? <laughs> you want to put that link in the description? Um, yeah, I'll hold on to it. So we were with we were talking about the flashback and oh, yeah, it's that pretty weird thing. It's pretty wild. We see I guess it's like what's happened up up to this point to Aladdin and you just see flashes of Jafar in some sort of I guess you could describe it as far plane. And he's like, give me the lamp and something, calling him a street rat. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but I have no idea like what is happening here. And if it's like 
Is this like an artist's rendering of the events? Like, why are I mean, they floating in yeah, nothingness? It's, it's in, like, some red void. Doesn't I don't remember any of those specific lines or events from the first game. And this game did open up with, like, a, a montage of Kingdom Hearts 1, so they could have just pulled it. I think this is a flashback to events that happened after our first visit to Agrabah in Kingdom Hearts 2. So the, hmm. this is like showing you how Aladdin knows that Jafar got out of his lamp because oh. he saw him and he was like, eat shit, street rat. Have some heartless with cutlasses that are, I don't know, kind of culturally insensitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes the most sense. Um, but you know what? What? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, Welcome to the show where we get down to the to the bottom of what's going on in Kingdom Hearts. Wait, wait, none of it matters. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Aladdin says, you guys better be careful. Jafar uh, is going to attack Agrabah and take it over, sure, but he also wants revenge. Um, Iago, who's there in the room, uh, Iago is there when... Uh, Aladdin says Iago was there when Jafar came out of the lamp, so Iago, spill it. And Iago's like, I told you everything! And Aladdin says, if you're lying, then you aren't invited to my birthday party anymore, <laughs> is what my notes say. Uh, but he's basically like, I'm done giving you a second chance if you're lying to me. Iago says, fine, fine, I know where he is. Uh, and he tells them that uh, he's in the desert ruins. He's very reluctant to tell them this. Uh, worth notating i guess kind of if you're um emotionally invested in the arc of iago there might be one or two of you out there it is a bit of a roller coaster it's the only thing one could latch onto um in this second visit <laughs> ironically to Agrabah. the only character in this world that has an arc uh at out any given point you would think that the talking bird that would have the most character moments in a Kingdom Hearts game, would be Donald. <laughs> but you'd be incorrect. It's this motherfucker. Uh, you know, the voice that's a little bit more annoying to hear. <laughs> Only a little. Only a bit. Uh, Desert Ruins. They go. Yeah. They get to the gates of Agrabah, and they see a storm out in the Desert Ruins, and Iago's like, oh, well, shit, better turn back. Too bad. What a bummer. Psst, I guess Agrabah's ruined. Eh, eh. Uh, but Jeannie, our good friend Jeannie, comes in and says, Hey, don't worry about it, bud. Your best friend's a literal genie. You should have nothing to worry about ever in life. Uh, but I only come up, like, twice. And he does his spiel, which I don't know if you want to do that. You did it last time. Oh, I have l literally written down zero notes about this scene at all because it Perfect. doesn't matter. They introduce a problem, which is a sandstorm, and then they, and they say, get rid of the problem. Genie's there, and he makes it go away. <laughs> like, yeah. You could skip this entirely, and it makes no difference. I mean, that's more or less this world. hey -oh. Or second half of the game, for the most part. Uh, but yeah, so Genie shows up and says some lines, and it's very, very clear now. Or I'm assuming this is the same voice actor that did homer simpson as we talked about one of the other times we were in agrabah it's very very clear to me now upsettingly so and yeah he gets rid of the, the same storm and says hey make something more challenging for me next time and then they go to the desert ruins and it's big and hard to traverse but carpet shows up and now Sora's riding the magic carpet damn it i'm just realizing what you got? Cause in I'm, my, I'm, in I'm, my... I'm sitting on a, another water clone jutsu joke. 
whenever you're yeah, done. Yeah, it's that. It, basically, it's that. The Jafar shows up. It, it describes it as Jafar's shadow, but it is, like, made out of liquid. It looks, I'm just like, realizing, it looks like Dimmick's water weirdo. Yeah. And uh, I'm just realizing right now that it would have been way better for me to describe this as a Capri Sun commercial. Like, I didn't even, like, that just came to the top of my head when you reminded me of the, of the last visit to Agrabah. But this is, like, a way better comparison to that, because yeah. what I had written on my note, in my notes instead um, uh, is that it's Flubber Jafar. <laughs> Flubber Jafar. <laughs> um, is Flubber a Disney film? Oh, it is. It absolutely is. Trust me, I have been looking at every property that Disney owns in the past two weeks. Um, Just because you want to figure out what character I'm playing in our Kingdom Hearts actual play. Yes. Uh, with Riley for Interstitial. Yeah, which is happening soon, coming to a Patreon near you. And I refuse to tell you until you we actually start recording. to tell me until we do our, our first session. And I was Ugh, really... Are you ready? Uh, I guess. I, I was really... <laughs> I really thought you were going to play an Encino Man, and I'm really kind of sad that you're not. No, it's so much better than that. We keep getting sidetracked because there's nothing to talk about in Agrabah. He follows the the flubber Jafar, mm-hmm. and then it leads him to a pillar, and the pillar tells him to <laughs> yeah. cast a magic spell on some eggs. <laughs> there's a pillar tower thing at the end of the ruins. It's like surrounded by some waterfalls of sand. Uh, I took really detailed notes because there's, I mean, there's nothing else going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's like a puzzle and he has to, Sora has to go use some magic on some egg switches, uh, to unlock the door <laughs> and he does and he goes inside. It's awesome. Um, super engaging. It's not engaging actually in any way, narratively, gameplay wise, <laughs> <laughs> but he gets inside and it's, um, they're like, all right, come out, Jafar, we're ready to beat you up. Aladdin's like to Iago, he's like, Are you sure this is it? And Donald's like, Iago. <laughs> like, why are we trusting this guy? And then Iago says, You gotta understand. It wasn't my idea. It was Jafar. He made me bring you here. And he doesn't sound like a new wing. I can't do the goddamn Iago voice. Hey, I'm Iago to... over here. It's not yeah, that's what I keep defaulting into, but that's not what he sounds like. Anyway, he says you gotta understand, it wasn't my idea. It was Jafar. He made me bring you here. You don't know him like I do. He's very convincing. There it is. He said if I don't cooperate, he was gonna... <laughs> you Aladdin's... lost it immediately. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I had it for a second. Aladdin's like, okay, well, where did he go? And he's like, come on, Al, you gotta forgive me. Uh, and Aladdin's like, N- just tell me where Jafar is, please. And he says, uh, well, right now he's probably... Um, attacking the palace, and then they get very mad. And he says, "I had no choice." His eyes get all creepy and weird. Uh huh. Does an actual line, which is very good. Mm-hmm. And Sora is like, "Iago, you're supposed to be our friend, but you've been playing both sides just to save yourself." And Donald says, "I knew you were still a bad guy." And Iago apologizes, and he's like, "Oh, and he's sort of flying around because he's so apologetic." And he bumps into like this uh, vase thing, which knocks it over and like hits a button or something, and causes the ruins to begin to collapse, as if you know Agrabah being <laughs> under attack actively isn't high enough narrative stakes already. I mean, it's not. Uh. uh... <laughs> 
Yeah, so this the vase was on like a pressure plate. It's like some Indiana Jones shit. I don't know what exactly happens because of it because they just leave and like fly around and it doesn't really seem like anything happens except some some heartless fight. Like they're out of the they're out of the tower immediately. So unless that switch somehow destroys all of the ruins, I'm very confused. Plus, I'm pretty sure you can just come back here later, right? Yeah, you can. Absolutely. So. <laughs> um, I, 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 th- I think so. Probably. But yeah, so there's like a rail shooter segment where Sora is on the carpet at a fixed speed fighting some, some Heartless. And it's, I mean, it happens. And then it ends. And then uh, they're back at Agrabah. It's great. <laughs> uh, let me see. The, the next yep, important scene is, is with uh, Merchant again. Basically, yeah, they're just talking to the merchant in the town, and uh, he says that he was in the palace trying to, to steal some treasure when he heard a voice that would promise him more treasure than that if he would let him go, and said that he was, what is it, like the true sultan of Agrabah, imprisoned by villains, and he believed it and opened it up, and then it was Jafar, and Jafar never gave him shit, and it turns out that the merchant's gold came from a man in a black cloak as a uh, promise to not tell anyone that Jafar came back so he could turn him into a Heartless. We don't see who this was. Uh, yep, that's the end of that <laughs> plot line. It just goes nowhere. It's just mentioned once, and it doesn't matter. And that's pretty much the end of the conversation as well. We cut to Jasmine uh, being captured by Jafar, and she says, Just wait, Jafar, you'll get exactly what's coming to you. And he says, Indeed I will princess all of agraba will belong to me while you you my queen shall weep at my side for all eternity oh please right now your precious aladdin is whispering your name with his last breath except that of course he's there and right behind him and he says what was that you were saying jafar not so fast jafar <laughs> the only and- line that matters in all of the aladdin mythos and Jafar says, you dare defy me, you useless bird, talking to Iago, and he fires a blast at with his staff at Aladdin. Or Donald, it's hard to tell. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. We're both pretty useless birds. <laughs> he fires at Aladdin with his staff, but Iago takes the fucking bullet. Yeah, I, I started writing in my notes that he shoots, he goes to shoot Iago, but, but decides to shoot Aladdin, and then I realized, like, I guess maybe I should be specific that he like doesn't just pull out a gun and <laughs> shoot <laughs> the bird. Um, but my notes also do say Iago would take the bullet, and he did. There's do. a lot of characters in this game that would. Yeah, narrative parallels. Anyways, Jafar turns himself it's into... It's just as meaningful this time. Oh, yeah, it's so great. Jafar turns himself into genie mode and throws a building at Sora. Sora fights him on the carpet. He wins. <laughs> I hate this boss fight so much. Yeah. Sora says don't mess with street rats as he flies away as, like, his verbal coup de gras or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Sora's not a street rat, right? Like, he's a kid so. who, 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 like, has a private island that he plays on. Like, I don't, th- I don't think you're a street rat. I don't think so either. Um, but I guess, I mean, he doesn't really have a home now, or at least he hasn't That's found it. That's fair. That's fair. He does live in his gummy <laughs> ship. Uh, it seems, but the lamp fucking disintegrates after they yeah. beat him. So I guess Jafar is just dead for real. 
We did it. Congrats. Incredible. You murdered a man. <laughs> Genie shows back up and says, man, I wish I could have helped. Why didn't you call me? And Aladdin's like, it all happened so fast. We all despawned when Sora got on the carpet. And <laughs> Sora, it, it doesn't even sound like Haley Joel Osment's doing a voice here when he talks to Genie. But he says that um, he, he can help by fixing Agrabah back up. And Genie's like, cool, I'm going to add a Starbucks. But no, he's a, <laughs> Aladdin's like, please just make Agrabah the way it's supposed to be. Um, and I guess no one died or anything. I don't know. Can Genie's bring people back to life? That seems pretty cursed. You're opening up too many questions. <laughs> anyway, you one can't think about it that hard. <laughs> there's one last scene where we see all of them together, and Aladdin's like, oh, thanks, man, for doing all the work again. And Sora tells Iago to be good, but Iago's worried he can't be a good friend because he can't do anything worthwhile or valuable. And Sora's like, you don't have to be, you don't have to, like, do anything. You just got to be nice to be around. So work on that, maybe. And Aladdin's like, what do you guys do for fun? And Donald and Goofy make doofus faces. It's great. It's true, they do. And Aladdin's kind of weirded out by it. Yeah, he's like that. That's not like an activity, but okay. <laughs> uh, Goofy, uh, they just like it devolves into physical comedy very quickly mm-hmm. because Iago is like flying around, which is Goofy's... great for our show. Uh huh. And Go- Goofy is worried because Iago is still injured, so he's like running beneath him in case he falls out of the sky to catch him, and he runs right into a table. What a goof! Wow. And then Genie is like, come on, I got magical blue balls. You're stopping me from, like, changing up the town to something cool. Uh, and then he's like, can I at least go with Sora and Donald and Goofy? And uh, uh, <laughs> uh, bust a magic nut every once in a while. And they're like, sure, sounds great. And so he comes with. Oh, man, you are just, like, devolving our show into, into something different lately. It's getting a little blue, just like Genie himself. <laughs> like Genie himself. Uh, what's what was it? Gonna, oh, the they put an Arrested Development thing. They put the blue, the blue man from Arrested Development. Blue. <laughs> uh, I don't even. I haven't seen that show in so long. I can't even remember that fucking character's name. But they put him in Infinity War. So like, does that mean Arrested Development is now in the Marvel Cinematic Wait, Universe? I haven't seen Infinity War. Is it just the actor or the? Are you saying that the character is in <laughs> Infinity War? I, it's it's basically just like an Easter egg that like is like in the background of a shot. Um, That's wild. Because because the Russo brothers directed it, but now I'm just like, is there an Arrested Development world in Kingdom Hearts three? <laughs> That'd be pretty good. That's, that's out of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, Another good property which I would like to see in a Kingdom Hearts three. There's a thing called Out of This World that's just called that? Yeah, it's like an older video game. It's also called uh, Another World in, in some regions. I bet it's real fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the world's over. Yep. Title card. Let's leave to our favorite, other favorite place, Halloween Town. I wrote it as H-Town in my notes every time, and I'm proposing a reboot where we just <laughs> call it H-Town. H-Town. I mostly just wrote it because I didn't want to write Halloween a million times, but um, it is also, it's got a cool ring to it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We see Professor Finkelstein, Dr. Finkelstein, rather. I apologize. He earned that doctorate. Uh, did I t- <laughs> I'm sure he this? went to Halloween college to get his fucking degree. Have I told you this story? 
I doubt I would. I had a professor at the school that we both, that the university that we both went to, and it was freshman year, and some kid just <laughs> called the professor by his last name, and uh, like it was kind of weird because like why are you doing this? And then the press professor was like, "That's Doctor Blank. I earned my doctorate." <laughs> and everyone was like. That took a, like, like sure, that was kind of rude for the kid to just call you by your last name, but that took a serious turn real fast, and yeah. now I don't know how I'm supposed to be talking about history or whatever. <laughs> anyway. Oh. Uh, Dr. Finkelstein uh, is messing with some big contraption, and he says, There's nothing wrong with my design. It's flawless. There must be something wrong with the parts those imbeciles brought me. My controller must be broken. <laughs> you were screen looking. <laughs> I must find better assistance. Uh, and then someone comes in and beats him up. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's pretty clear even in this scene that it's the the robot man doing it. Is it? Because I didn't <laughs> notice. Uh, yeah, because like there's there's like the sound of it moving and like oh, it shows some something looking at him from that point of view of of. It's whatever. But I thought the I thought you could see the robot in the background of that anyway. You whatever. can't see its head moving. Oh. It doesn't matter. But based on what happens, it's it's also like there isn't anyone else, I don't think. Yeah. Uh anyways, now we see Sora. He's in the forest and they're surrounded by Christmas presents. And Jack is here in his Santa suit. And he says, These presents must belong to Santa. I must return them. And Sora is like, I don't believe for a fucking second that you just conveniently found these. And Jack says, oh, no, I'm super done with Christmas. Except for the whole suit thing. Yeah, and Sora's like, why, why are you wearing the suit then, my friend? And he's like, oh, it's just, it's just a costume. Sally worked hard on it. Which, I mean, hypothetically checks out. But anyways, they round up the presents and take them back to Santa. And Santa's like, oh, shit, thanks. Um, for See ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not true. Uh, he says... Uh, of course, but these are just a few of the Christmas presents that were stolen. And Sora says, stolen? And Jack says, oh, Sandy, you don't think it was me? And Santa says, still wearing that outfit, I see. And Jack said, I thought I'd just dress for the occasion. But if you don't believe me, we'll just have to find out who really did it. And Santa says, very well, I'll leave it to you. So then they go off to do that. They hear a weird sound from the the shipping and receiving area of Santa Claus's workshop. They go up to sort of the, a, a room in it we haven't seen before, and they find lock, shock, and barrel. Lock, stock, and... It, it, no, lock, shock, and barrel. It's, it's lock, shock. I think I wrote lock, sock. Yeah, lock, sock, and bungle. Because um, <laughs> I refuse to get their names right now. <laughs> Uh, Jack accuses them of taking the presents, but they say they didn't, but it sounds like a good idea. Sora beats them up and shoves them in boxes. If you thought it was kind of rough how Sora was, like, beating them up the last time, here it is again. The last couple times. Yeah. That's not the weirdest thing that Sora does in this world. Fair. They didn't take the presents after all they were looking for parts for the friend that finkelstein was making them but whatever they're back to halloween town now they're downstairs with santa telling him that oh i guess it wasn't those weird kids um but we'll have to figure out who did it then and sally shows up and says yo they're heartless attacking h town square and 
they're about to go off and help, but Jack's like, but what about the gift napper? And Sally says that the Heartless had some gifts, so maybe it was them, and off they go. The mirror says the exact same line that he said last time. It's so weird. It's like, is it just like, is that his catchphrase? I'm only an elected official. I can't handle this by myself. It is now. It's probably not even a different take. (laughs) Why was he in this scene? Contract. uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a contract dispute. They couldn't get him back in the studio. Uh huh. Probably not. They fight some heartless and get some presents back. And (laughs) Jack picks up a present. Uh, well, no, he picks up the box of a present that had been crushed and just, like, tosses the actual present, which is a doll, onto the ground and steps on it without really even noticing. And Jack is looking at the box, and he's like, what a shame. It looks like it was such a nice present. And Sora's like, uh, I don't think you get how it... And then the <laughs> doctor... And, and everything makes office. sense a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, the doctor is there and is like, someone stole my experiment. It's been stolen. Is that what he sounds like? Yep. He (laughs) don't question it. Uh, He explains that he was attacked and that he passed out. And then when he came to the experiment was gone. He says it wasn't the heartless, though. And Jack explained Jack has an idea that if the thief likes Christmas presents, they should just gather a whole bunch up and make a trap and then jump out and attack the thief. And Goof Troop don't seem convinced, but they're willing to go along with it just in case it mm-hmm. happens to work. Yeah. I don't know if he even explains that last part, but what happens? Um, Santa doesn't like the idea either, but whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Narrative progress. Santa's general philosophy. Whatever. Fuck it. I mean, yeah, it kind of seems that I'm way. I'm 9,000 years old. <laughs> whatever. Man, fuck it. I really wish Tim Allen would come along and kill me <laughs> so I could get a fucking break. Uh, anyways, they go upstairs and make some some bait presents for um for that. It's a fun little mini game, and then they are like, "Where should we leave them out?" Well, actually, I guess Jack's like, "Oh, I have one more thing to do. Just let me take care of it." And then they go, the rest the goof troop goes downstairs and is like, "We did it, Santa. Where should we put these?" I don't know where to. Put, or Goofy's like, "Where should we put these?" And Santa's like, "I have an idea." Just tell me when you're ready, and then Jack shows up, and they're immediately ready, and they go to this plaza that we haven't seen before, sort of off the path, um, away from uh, from Santa's home. And this scene is weird, where Jack's like offering to do Christmas again. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's just a little little gag where he's like, "Yeah, we'll solve it for you, and as thanks, you can let me do Christmas again." But Sora like stops him from finishing the sentence and is like, "God damn it! We told you last time, you're no good at it. Don't even try. Don't follow your dreams, Jack Skellington." <laughs> Jesus Christ, please, um, stay in your lane. And the yeah, so they push him along and uh, they set up the the bait with all the presents and they put. Uh, Sora, Donald, Goofy, and Jack all fit in one big box, and they're waiting. It's very comical as they are kicking each other or whatever in this cramped, dark space. Humor and such. And It sounds really funny when you say it like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we, we see the, the step-stepping of the robot invention from earlier sort of coming towards the 
presents or whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> I'm super engaged with this. We're only world. 36 minutes into this recording, and you're like, I don't know. The the big tin can <laughs> walks towards the colorful boxes. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, these are the things that happen and it doesn't matter. But yeah, so he picks up the presents and he goes to the big one and they pop out and it's like, surprise, bitch. But actually surprise on them because it was the robot experiment and they fight it and uh, they, they win. They do. If you can believe it, they win this time. Um, Santa shows up afterwards. And he comes in on the sleigh and he says, did you catch the thief? And Jack says, naturally. Sora says, I just can't. Why did he ride the what? sleigh? It's like a two-minute walk. Uh, Sora says, I just can't figure out why the experiment would go out taking Christmas presents. Santa's like, experiment? And Jack says, the thief. It was a moving puppet made by Dr. Finkelstein. Santa says, hmm, the doctor's made a moving puppet. I see, he's always tinkering with things. Now listen, Jack, I'd like to thank you. And while delivering presents is something only I can do, I can give you an idea of what it's like. And he lets him ride the sleigh, and Jack is very ha- happy about it. Says, ho, 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 in the sleigh while flying through the air. Santa says that he guesses that all the old puppet wanted was a heart. Sure, why not? Wasn't, that, wasn't that the plot of the... Leap and a half, the but first, sure. Wasn't that the plot of the first game's Halloween Town World robot wanted a heart? I don't Basically. Know. No. It's fine. It's good. Who cares? Uh, Sora gets the best keyblade in the game, uh, and then they leave. Decisive pumpkin. It's pretty. It's really good. It's a good keyblade. Is that the best one? Uh, it's my favorite. Oh, you just mean it's your favorite? Not that it's like. I mean, it's also min-max. really good stats wise. It has a it has a long reach, uh, <laughs> and is good for combos. Tell me about the critical hit ratio, Joe. I think it's good. I don't know. I remember being a kid and like looking up videos on how to beat Sephiroth, and that was always the recommended Keyblade. Huh. And it, it stuck as being the one that I wanted to use the most if I would play the game long enough to get it. Anyways, this is they go back to tell Finkelstein, and he's uh, pretty happy, actually, that his experiment was not stolen, but in fact a success, um, in which case maybe don't make things that might try and kill you in the future. Just a tip. Yeah, if if success in your endeavors means I created a bloodthirsty monster, maybe maybe don't reevaluate your life choices. Yeah, but he thinks the heart thing kind of makes sense because uh, it didn't have one. And Sally chimes in with, uh, "Presents are a way to give your what the heart- heaven you ever heard of." <laughs> Closing the damn door. No. Sorry, I don't know why. I'm sure you've said chimed in, chimes in before on this show, but it just... I mean, I'm not even sure if that's the actual lyric of that song. No, it is. Okay. And when you put it in Halloween Town, it's immediately like you're in a hot topic. So it, it, makes, <laughs> it makes sense that you would make the leap there. But Sally chimes in with a haven't you ever heard of presents are a way to give your heart to someone special. And <laughs> Sora feels kind of bad for the robot after, after hearing that. But who cares, because Jack falls from the sky. I imagine he was thrown <laughs> by Santa. I didn't mean, when I wrote this, it wasn't like I was writing this to be funny. But now that I'm looking at my notes, and there's a line that is solely dedicated to the two-word sentence, Jack descends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very enamored with it. 
Uh, yeah. But that happens. Drink full and descend. Yeah. The horse is white of the eyes and dark within. <laughs> he falls from the heavens and lands fine. Um, and Santa is up there flying through the sky over the moon. He's like, happy Halloween. And he makes it snow. And Sally says, well, what a nice gift. And Jack's like, I don't get it. There's no box or ribbon. This isn't a gift. And Sora's like, no, stupid. It's the thing that's inside the box. And Sally's like, actually, stupid. It's the act of giving that matters. <laughs> and Jack's heart grew three sizes that day. <laughs> uh, and asks what he could give back to Sally. And this for is, some reason, this is this is the story of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewind here. because. Please. There is clearly something I am missing, and maybe it is that I, too, like Jack, have no understanding of human emotions and how gifts work. But uh, Sally explains that what's really special is the act of giving a gift. Yeah, I get it. I've heard that one before. Then Jack says, right, of course. Thank you, Sally. You're absolutely right. Wait, what's this? I feel so strange, so very happy. And then Goofy says, Jack, that must be Sally's present. What does he mean by this? Sally didn't do any. <laughs> Why is he feeling these feelings? Jack has done, or Sally has done nothing for the man at this point. And then he's like, this is the best gift, uh, gift I've ever received. And I'm like, going back, like, did I miss something? What is she giving him here? I don't know. The concept of generosity. The knowledge that it is better to give than to receive. Is that what you know makes what him I, so generous? You know what I think is important? Knowledge. Uh, <laughs> um, here in my garage, I should play. I should play him in our Kingdom Hearts uh, in, <laughs> interstitial. Our hearts intertwined. He owned by Disney. Probably. Fucking everybody is at this point. Yeah. So my interpretation of it was basically just that. Like, I mean, the the gift being teaching him how to be a decent human being, and he felt warmth in his cold dead heart for the first time ever i guess whatever anyways jack asks what he can give back to sally in return for this greatest gift of human emotion and she says for some reason just being with him is a good which er, is a good gift and i don't know why because it doesn't seem like it would be good to be around him at any given moment (laughs) but uh they dance or whatever and he's like oh you can have that whenever and Sora goes on this this little spiel. Where he's like, maybe I, I don't, I never gave Kyrie a gift or something. I don't. It's this conversation sucks. <laughs> yeah, Sora. Sora says, maybe I never gave her a real present after all. And Donald says, who? And Goofy says, oh, I bet Kyrie would like. What is this voice? Goofy says, oh, I bet Kyrie would like most anything you would give her. Sora says. I know. That's why it was so hard to decide. And Donald says, it's not about the gift. It's about what's in your heart. And Sora says, my heart? And Donald says, you bet. Kyrie's like Sally. Goofy explains, as long as she can be with you, what else does she need? And then Sora imagines dancing with Kyrie. And then you hear a laugh. You hear Kyrie laughing. And for those who maybe haven't seen it recently or haven't seen it at all, uh, I do want to point out that because Sora has not seen Kyrie since Kingdom oh, Hearts 1, true. I didn't even it put is two and two together. This scene that Sora imagines is him now with small child Kyrie, and I hate it. It's so weird. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It makes me very upset. Anyways, they're done. They leave. That was it. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
we get a glimpse of a gray castle world out. Now we're back in the world map. Um, this isn't in Halloween Town. <laughs> they, uh, we get a glimpse of this gray castle sort of in the distance, um, in like the the back of the of the map, and I think you might be able to see a nobody symbol on it. I'm not sure, but it's it's out there, and it must be the source of these weird fuzzy readings that Chippendale keep getting. Also, there's this weird thing where you can kind of see two Twilight Towns. Wonder what the fuck that could mean. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that in like two episodes. Uh, can we just do like? Can the next episode just be like us burning through all the shit that doesn't matter? <laughs> isn't ju- isn't it just uh, Pride Lands and Tron left anyway? Um, I mean Jet Monkey. I mean, even if he doesn't, we need to probably cover the stupid oh, Atlantica, Atlantica. Um, and oh, Hundred Acre Hundred Acre Wood. Um, uh, and yeah. I mean, like, those are like the very like filler episode things. Of this yeah. game, as if the back half of the game isn't entirely one big filler episode. See, I, I, these two worlds definitely are, but I like the Return to Beasts castle. I like. Oh, uh, that, again, they are organization members there. Right. So, like, it sort of ties in with the, the narrative through line of the game, but, like, nothing of value has happened in the past 45 minutes we've been recording. Definitely. I just don't think. I, I, I think. I think. I would say about half of the Return worlds feel like something kingdom hearts the return yeah (laughs) man it's really weird that agrabah's agrabah is just this 10 minute scene of someone sweeping (laughs) in the the desert (laughs) i'd like that more anyway (laughs) where can we find you on the internet joe you can find me at twitter.com slash ghost of joe ghost of jo what i have two other podcasts my anime rewatch podcast called we are watching one piece and my video game discussion podcast called Objectively Good. I think this episode should be the same week as episode six is our next one. Um, we don't even know it what to, what we're gonna do for it yet. It's so hard to follow up what we did last time. <laughs> uh, that that last episode was so good, like a really good conversation. I'm glad you liked it. I enjoyed having that conversation a lot. Um, I think Nick has sworn off drinking ever again after it, <laughs> but um, it was good. Where are you on the internet, Wheels? Twitter.com slash TheTravisW, and I also do a media review and recommendation show called Arbitrary Archive. Um, You can find the intro and outro music of this program in the description. It is a remix of Dearly Beloved by Leg Day, courtesy of Game Chops. If you would like to... Keep going. If you, oh yeah, usually do this all this, but some for some reason I felt like I should. If you want to uh, hear the um, the Kingdom Hearts uh, themed actual play role playing game show that we're making uh, that we mentioned a few times, based on our friend Riley's game Interstitial, our hearts intertwined, um, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/memorizedcast. We memorize no memorize cast there's no d memorize cast that wow that 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 slip of the tongue made me lose my complete train of thought anyway we haven't released it yet we're recording it tomorrow as you're hearing this but um we will be releasing it for uh at least patrons first we haven't really decided if we're going to release it for the public eventually 
mm-hmm. yet or if we're just going to release it for patrons, but at least patrons will be able to hear it first. So if you want to hear it uh, before anyone else, that's the way to do it. And maybe that's the only way to do it. We haven't really come to a hard and fast decision on it, but yeah. Uh, it'll probably come out eventually, publicly. But definitely but... for patrons first. Yeah, we're we're stores we're we're still sort of figuring out the exact plan for that, but um yeah, it, any patrons are going to hear it first regardless of what we do. Um and it's going to be fun. There's also the, the, the by the time this episode comes out, there's probably going to be like a second monthly bonus episode um up there for, you know, $1 and up patrons will be doing yep. another movie night at the end of the month. And yeah, it's just good good shit happens because of that patreon so thanks for supporting it if you do what else also in the description uh you can find the link to our discord server and uh, our twitter should be down there too which is memorize cast as well you can always email us at memorizecast at gmail.com uh and i think that covers it i think so cool i got thrown off my rhythm because you did half of it my bad <laughs> it's fine it's good that was Agrabah and Halloween Town The Return. Got, Got it. it. Memorized? We were together. My name is Joe. And I'm Jory. And we are watching One Piece. That's it. That's the podcast. Yep. Uh, so we talk about the anime called One Piece uh, about once a month. It takes a while to watch One Piece, but I'm currently caught up with the show. I just started it. So you can join us while we talk about loving the rubber boy, vaping Sanji, our son Chopper, and his murder mom Robin. <laughs> <laughs> and their loving nicknames to be decided as we go along. You can find us on iTunes or your app of choice. And until you tune in, to be continued.